wisdom seekers, fellow truth seekers, anybody else just checking in that has that feeling in the back of their minds, deep in their soul that something just isn't quite right here in this reality. Welcome to the Brave New World Order podcast where I'm trying to figure it out, same as you, straight out the dungeons of podcasting. I am Brandon St. One. I want to thank you all so much for joining me today and as always on my journey dissecting this reality, trying to figure out what's going on here. I have some disturbing news out of Canada I find to be disturbing. Maybe you don't. I have some clips for you to listen to and make up your own minds and your own judgments about. I'm also going to build upon my previous episode. If you didn't listen to it, it's called M. Kanye Ultra, and it's about the MK Ultra CIA program that was started in the 1950s. They claimed it stopped in the 70s. I think it's still going on. They probably just got better at it, better at hiding it. And I think they probably use it to control celebrities and people of power and to get them to push narratives. So I'm going to dive into a little more of that stuff. Check out my last episode, like I said, M. Kanye Ultra, because I think there's a little bit of that going on with his situation. So we're going to go deep like we always do. But before we jump off this cliff head first, into the abyss take a second to subscribe follow on whatever platform you listen to the podcast help crack that algorithm i'm not putting any ads on here I'm not gonna bog it down it's about the wisdom it's about the knowledge it's about the information so if you could help out you could share the podcast too with your friends your family anybody who will listen and if you really like what i'm doing here and you want to help support the show there's a link in the show notes for you to click and i thank you all for helping out supporting, following all my followers. Thank you all so much. And let's dive in. You ready? All right. Okay, first things first. M. Kanye Ultra. My previous episode, go check it out. But quick recap, Harley Pasternak, celebrity trainer. Kanye West dropped his name, dropped a text from him, threatening to put him back in zombie land and to reinstitutionalize him if he doesn't fall in line pretty much. Turns out, Harley Pasternak connected to Canadian intelligence. I played a clip in my last episode of him talking about how he didn't have to play by the laws that normal people do, and he could experiment with all kinds of drugs. Then, you rewind back to when Kanye had his first public breakdown and ended up in the hospital. He was at this man, Harley Pasternak's house. It's in the news. I put it in the show notes, the links there for you, the references. For you to check. And I also talked about MKUltra, which was the CIA mind control program that ran from the 1950s into the 1970s. They claimed it ended then. And then there's famous maniacs connected to MKUltra like Ted Kaczynski, Charlie Manson, the guy who shot RFK, Robert F. Kennedy. And it was just like a really mind-blowing program that the CIA was running and probably still running. And they probably use it to control celebrities like Kanye West and others like Dave Chappelle. If you don't know who Dave Chappelle is, I'm sure you do. He's a comedian and he's creating some controversy all the time. But he's created it lately because he 
was on SNL and he said some shit, right? That like about Kanye's situation and all that stuff. And people mad. But I, that I don't really care about that. What I want to talk about is that he had a famous public breakdown in the early 2000s. He had a show, Chappelle's show. A lot of you probably know this already, but let's just do a quick little recap. He had a show, Chappelle's show. It got really big. He got a big, big $50 million contract. And then he went nuts, quote unquote, according to the media. He took off. He went to Africa. All these news stories were out about him going crazy, going to a mental hospital, all types of crazy shit. But then he came back in 2006 and he went on Oprah. And he had a lot to say about that whole situation that a lot of people aren't really talking about now. So I have a bunch of clips from that Oprah interview that I would like you guys to hear because it sounds a lot like what Kanye is saying now and what I was talking about in my previous episode. So let's take a listen to a little bit of this because it really highlights that the whole world is corrupted, really. The whole fucking world is corrupted and all these people are part of the club and we ain't in it. And if they want to leave the club, then shit goes down. It seems that way. They'll make you look crazy or they'll probably get rid of you or possibly put you through some kind of shame, embarrassment ritual, put you in a dress for the men, shave your head for the ladies, you know, just do some kind of public shaming ritual. They'll put you through something or they'll activate the MK Ultra like with Will Smith and Chris Rock. That was some weird MK Ultra looking kind of stuff. It's very ritualistic. Everybody was talking about the next day. Everybody. Not even just the next day, forever. It was like a national trauma. It was like 9-11 or January 6th. But who knows what's going on behind the scenes. My point is that these people are definitely controlled, a lot of them. And you can see from like the scripts over the past couple years with COVID and the vaccines. And it was definitely a script that everybody followed. And if anybody got out of line, they got in trouble. And they got canceled. So let's just dive into these clips from Dave Chappelle. Stop rambling, right? But that's what it's about. Just trying to analyze all this. And here it is. This is the first clip. It's quite revealing in itself. And uh, I've heard the stories mm-hmm. of what happens. And I've seen these kinds of things play out in front of me. Okay. When, I saw when you say you heard the stories, what do you mean? What stories? I mean, you see before. Look, Mariah Carey made a $100 million deal. And three months later, she's all of a sudden mysteriously crazy. Or Martin Lawrence punches through and he's waving a gun on the street screaming, they're trying to kill me. Yeah. See, he was laying that all out back in 2006. And this stuff gets memory hold. Nobody's paying attention. A lot of people are young. They don't, like, if you were born in 2000, this is 2006, you were six years old. You weren't paying attention to Dave Chappelle when you were six years old, right? And now you're like 20 years old and you probably like Dave Chappelle. And you probably don't know too much about that whole thing, that whole debacle and everything that was going on at the time. But I remember. I'm old enough to remember that. That was crazy, right? And I remember Martin Lawrence going nuts, too. And Mariah Carey, I remember something about it, but I don't know the whole story about her. But I remember when Martin Lawrence went nuts, too, because I was a fan of Martin back in the 90s. And definitely a fan of Chappelle's show and Half Baked back in the day. And I remember when all this stuff happened. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker, too. I was reading the news. I read the news and they were saying he was crazy and he took off to Africa and he was in a mental hospital. So I bought it. I remember. But I definitely don't remember this interview. I didn't see this. And I came across this now that all that Kanye stuff's playing out in that his handler there, the trainer, Harley, all that stuff with him trying to drug him up. He did drug him up and he did institutionalize him. So he actually got to him. 
Chappelle took off. He went to Africa. Definitely make up your own minds about all this stuff, too. I mean, I don't even know if you care about this stuff. I just like to look at this because it's the veils being lifted. And it just shows, like I said, the whole world is corrupted. And it's not worth trusting anybody. Nobody's coming to save you. And I say that all the time. Nobody's coming to save you. And don't fall into the patterns of this world. It's, you're gonna, you're, they're going to try to get you. They're going to try to corral you into different groups. And that's how they control people. So just be your own. Be your own person. Be yourself. Unapologetically. Don't give a fuck. And don't, don't comply to all the bullshit. And I guess the reason why I talk about this stuff too is like everybody around me, like, you know, I have my family and stuff and they, they're still into like this, all this Hollywood stuff and, you know, the late shows and the Jimmy Kimmel's and all this stuff that makes you want to vomit. And I just fucking, I guess like it's so fake and I say it, I don't say it anymore, really. I talk into this microphone instead. But pretty much, like, that's why I guess I talk about this. It's like, it's so fake. And if you just go and look and do some research, you can really just see it. It's all out there. And people like Dave Chappelle back in the day, he was trying to escape. They probably got to him now. He's in a little hot water all the time, but he probably can't say too, too much. But he said a lot in 2006. But it was a different time back then, though. The information flowed a little more freely than it does now. We didn't have all this cancel culture and it wasn't as tribal back then. It really wasn't. It wasn't as intense. It wasn't as divided. You could have opinions. You could make jokes back then. You really could. I remember the time, people. I don't know if you remember it, but I do. It was a simpler time. They were still fucking us over like crazy and shit, but we weren't at each other's throats so bad. It really was just a different time. But what can you do? We can reminisce by listening to a little more of this interview here. I'm going to put the whole interview in the show notes for you guys and girls to listen to. But I took what I thought was interesting. He's pretty funny. I always liked him. I thought Half-Baked was awesome. Saw that a bunch when I was a teenager and in my 20s. And I definitely bought into the news when I read that he was going nuts and he went to Africa and went mental. But then you see this interview here, you know? But Oprah... It's funny in the interview because she definitely tries to put it on him more. You know, you know her role. She's like the fucking queen, queen occultist, I think. One, definitely one of them. Top priestess, I think. I don't know. Purely speculation, of course. But definitely check out the whole interview for yourselves. And listen to this clip here. Pretty good stuff. I feel like in a, in a lot of instances, I was deliberately being put through stress because of... Uh, you know, when you're a guy that generates money, yeah. people have a vested interest in controlling. And I was overwhelmed. And it was almost like, I don't know, it was almost as if this was happening deliberately. And then they put in the paper that I had uh, pneumonia, God knows what. Mm-hmm. It was walking pneumonia, because I was walking all over the place. <laughs> uh, I was relaxing. Uh, and then I was coming back to the show and uh, then they were like, well, Dave, you know, you should just back up the pneumonia story. And I was like, I'm, you know, that was your thing. I'm not, I'm not backing up a pneumonia story. And then the, the next day it was in the paper that I had writer's block. Then I knew something was getting ready to get stressful because I hadn't even started writing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it wasn't, I was on the schedule to write. So I was like, what's, you know, what's going on? Are they going to... So these are your people trying to 
feed... Manipulate me. Sounds like somebody's trying to put young Dave in a compromising position. I like how Oprah doesn't know how the game is played. She's playing all, like, naive and shit. It's pretty funny stuff. But, yeah, that's frightening to me. You know, they put stories out there. They're trying to make him look crazy. Trying to purposely drive him mad. Trying to get their hands in his pockets and stuff. It's fucking crazy, right? Now, the next clip sounds exactly like what is going on with Kanye West and what happened with Harley Pasternak when he had that breakdown and he was institutionalized and he was on drugs. Take a listen to this. And I knew I was going to leave, so I got ahead of schedule and I bounced. And I didn't tell anybody where I was going. The whole time, they're trying to convince me I'm insane. They were trying to get me to take psychotic medication. Yeah. Like I'm sitting around, you know, I was stressed out, but the people that were telling me I was insane, I believe that they knew what was going on. I said, I'm not taking this medicine, man, because I know these people be trying to control you or, or maybe discredit you. I was afraid, like, you but know. But you were stressed out. That's there's why. There's no question. question. But it's very stressful for someone to constantly walk behind you and say, you're insane. Yeah, you hear that? That's wild, right? Have people keep telling you that you're insane, trying to give you psychotic drugs. Sounds a lot like Kanye West definitely does so people are calling him crazy i know he's saying some questionable things yada 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 can't say anything can't question anything especially when the guy's been drugged by people around him and he has kids that are like you know that they they threaten him threaten him, like him seeing him seeing them taking them away from him and dave Chappelle has kids and a wife and all that stuff too so they probably fixed him behind the scenes corrected his behavior because now, you know, he's like one of the most famous people still. Still out there, still making millions and millions of dollars. I'm sure the same thing's going to happen with Kanye West. You know, either that or he's going to be probably removed from this earth. I don't know. Just my guess. He'll probably have like this, you know, this rebound. They'll bring him back in the mix eventually. Like Dave Chappelle. It, but they'll probably have a talking to him. I mean, he has a wife and kids and, all, you know, all that stuff. That's hard. When you got people with, you know, making threats, who knows what these people are capable of? I talked about MK Ultra, and a big part of it was to discredit people and make people think they're crazy, and others think that that person's crazy as well. You start questioning your own sanity, and they can discredit you. And I'm sure that if they still have this MK Ultra style programming going on, and they do use it to control celebrities and stuff. That this all this discredit, the shame stuff is a big, big part of it. But take a listen to this next clip. I got a couple more, and then we're going to look at Canada and your lovely leader there, Trudeau. Have you heard that he might be, look, at, look this up, he might be Fidel Castro's son because his mother used to, like, go and, like, hang out with Fidel Castro back in the day, and there's pictures of, of her with him, and, like, the timeline kind of lines up. I'll do an episode on it, maybe, eventually down the line. But that's a little side quest for you all to go dive down the little rabbit hole yourself when you're bored or whatever. You're feeling conspiratorial. But anyway, let's get back to this interview. And this one, she asked him about going to Africa. And he said he just bounced. He didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell his wife. And then she says this. Now, the, the, that the sounds a little crazy. It's not crazy because the situation kind of warranted it. Okay. Um, 
because certain people around me were putting my sanity in question, I would meet too much obstruction if I would say I'm doing something like yeah. that. Yeah, Oprah's horrible, huh? She, like, after everything that he said already about, like, the news, about them trying to give him drugs, she still tries to put it on him and say, you're crazy or you're paranoid. Yeah, she, I don't like her that much. She's not my favorite. But I got a couple more clips here. This one definitely highlights, like, how the media works. And, like, I said earlier a couple times that I bought into the narrative. I thought that he lost his mind because of fame and, like, all the money and he just couldn't handle it, and he just had, like, a breakdown. But listen to what he has to say about all that. And keep in mind, that's a common theme. He mentioned Martin Lawrence. He mentioned Mariah Carey. They always, you know, make it seem like it's the fame. It's too much, too, a meteoric rise, too fast. They just couldn't handle it, and it's bullshit. And we're going to give you $50 million, and that was too much for you to handle? No. That's the thing that I always read that, that makes me mad. No. It was the fame. Couldn't stand the fame. Yeah. I love being famous. Yeah. It's the way the people around you position themselves around you to get in your pockets and in your mind. Yeah. So did you go to a psychiatric hospital? In South Africa? Yeah. Who? <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I was so. I'm only asking because no, I need I'm to just, ask. I got to get people thinking, all right, who goes from America to Africa? For medical attention. <laughs> I, I cannot imagine. Yeah, this yeah. is sound like the most irresponsible journalism in the world. I cannot imagine yeah. being a journalist and hearing this yeah. from, from these people and just running with it. It was on everything. Yeah. As a fact. Yeah. As a fact, we know how that goes. We see that all over the place nowadays. Worse than ever. I say worse than ever, but I think it's probably because we can catch the lies in real time nowadays. You know, we can share information a lot faster if we don't get censored doing it anyway. But that's all I have for that interview. And I just wanted to, it's a blast from the past. I know that's not news it's from 2006, but it just relates to what's going on now and the veil being lifted and what I talked about in my M. Kanye Ultra episode. Go take a listen to that. And definitely dive into MKUltra more. I am going to do that. It's a rabbit hole. It's an abyss that you'll probably have a hard time climbing out of. But it's all in good fun. I hope you enjoyed that part of the show with the interview. Because like I said, I think it's interesting. I think it shows what's going on. It's a big club. We ain't in it. And anybody that is in it, you try to leave. And you're going to get dealt with. And that's just the way it goes. Let's move on here. I got this stuff happening out of Canada. I find it a little disturbing. And it's about assisted suicides for people who are depressed and homeless. And they're being pressured into this. Like it's like their last resort. And I find that to be a little disturbing. Especially when you hear these clips. Check this out. I think it's nuts. Roger Foley went from being active and healthy to disabled and helpless because of a rare neurological disease. He wants assisted home care. Instead, he says he's being offered a medically assisted death. I have not received the care that I need to relieve my suffering and only been offered assisted dying. If I had self-directed funding, then I'd be fine, but 
But if you weren't, you just you can just apply to get a, a assisted. If you want it, then your life. Like you know, what I mean, you don't have to do it in some dramatic manner. You can apply for assisted. You know. In the second, Foley is told he will be charged more than fifteen hundred dollars a day if he doesn't go home, with the suggestion he can apply for the right to die. What's the plan that you know of? Roger, I, this is not my show. I told you my piece of this was to talk to you about if you had interest in assisted dying. In essence, the tape speaks about encouraging him um, or asking him if he's interested in assisted dying rather than working with him to provide the services that he needs. So it's clear as a lawyer that the safeguards are not uh, sufficient to protect Canadians and something needs to be done. This ethicist reviewed the audio clips. Sad and shocking. Tom Koch also worries that with growing pressure on health budgets, discussions like this may become more common. When the issue of the care of the fragile becomes simply a matter of financial expediency, when we're given the option of a rapid death rather than a complex life, then we are all at risk. It's so unsettling, Avis, but there must be guidelines. Well, the guidelines that we found say that patients have to volunteer for assisted death and that there should be no external pressure. Um, was there pressure put on here? Certainly Mr. Foley feels that way. So there's the audio is obviously damning. What is the hospital saying? Well, we know that the hospital officials have had the tapes for about two weeks, and Mr. Foley and his lawyer haven't heard anything. We asked for a statement, and we've not heard back. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, they want you dead. These are the same people pushing vaccines, locking you down, shaming people, saying you want to kill grandma, saying it's for the best interest of everybody else around. I've played clips of Trudeau and what he says and what he said during the pandemic. I know. I remember. Do you? Uh, this shit's just so disturbing to me. This guy is like in the hospital. And they're like, yo, give us like 1500 a day or 15000 a day, whatever they said. Whatever it is. Nobody wants to help them out. And yet, you know that Canada and the United States are like the top money givers funding the proxy war over there in Ukraine. Letting their own people, for, like pushing for their own people to just say, you know what? You're better off dead. You're just better off dead. Useless eaters. You are better off dead. What the hell is going on, right? Why are we allowing, like, our leaders, why are we allowing these types of people in, you know? And we're guilty here in the United States, too. Look at who our president is. Look at that fucking goofball, right? I don't know what's going on. This is very, really just disturbing stuff. I have another clip for you all to check out. It's about the same thing. It's also disturbing. And I think people need to know about this stuff. So this is a good opportunity for me to ask you to help me crack this algorithm here. Share the podcast. Subscribe. Follow. Like. Leave a review. If you like what I'm doing here, help get the Brave New World Order out there. Crack that damn algorithm. And I thank you so much for doing that. And let's take a listen to this next clip here. 
Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over $1,200 a month. He doesn't want to die, but being homeless is not an option. I know in my present health condition, I wouldn't survive it anyway. Farsud meets the criteria for MAID, physical suffering due to disability that cannot be relieved. His doctor, who knows Farsud's real reason for MAID is his fear of being homeless, signed off on the application in August. Farsud needs a second to do the same. There's a 90-day waiting period. He believes he could potentially access MAID in about a month. I don't wish to be dead, um, even with the pain, even with the meds. Um, I still want to be here. Whoa, let me get this right here. This guy is disabled. He has a debilitating injury. And they want to kick him out on the streets. And his doctor signed off on him getting killed as a solution to this. His doctor. First, do no harm, I thought, right? What happened to that? Now it's first, kill you. If you can't pay the bills. This is like some really disturbing stuff. And it makes me think about the vaccines and if they're going to cause long-term injuries that are going to disable people. What's going to happen then when they can't work and they can't pay for their rent and they don't have anywhere to go? Are they just going to start like mass suiciding people if the shot doesn't completely take them out and they're just like hanging on and they have that Guillain-Barre syndrome and they're walking with like crutches and their wheelchairs and shit? And they don't have any place to go. And they'll all be lining up getting their final booster shot at Walgreens or CVS. And they'll run commercials about how getting your suicide shot is for the good of mankind. And how all you useless eaters are just slowing down the progress of humanity. Now go get your booster shot. It's for the greater good. So yeah, the whole world's corrupted. That's the theme of this episode. The whole world all the way from the celebrities, the politicians, right down to your doctors who will sign off on your death before trying to help you find a solution to your troubles. The best thing is to just die. Just get rid of you. So that's all I have today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brave New World Order podcast. And like I said, you can help by subscribing, following, liking, sharing the podcast with anyone who will listen randos walking down the street, random email addresses, literally anybody. That's how this is going to get done with your help. And I thank you all so much for your continued support. You can also click the link in the show notes if you want to help support the show. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I will be checking in soon. In the meantime, stay positive, everybody. Stay safe. Think for yourselves and definitely question everything. Much love.